in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here. So grab your assigned seat, sit back, and enjoy this week's top 10. Brought to you by the Schmoes No Network. Take it away, boys. Welcome, everybody, to the Top 10 re- Show Recap and Review of Deadpool. Yes, sir. I'm John Roca. I am Matt Nost. Uh, and this is the Top 10 Show, and this is going to be spoiler-heavy. Spoilers-heavy. Yeah. So, we are going to talk about the brand-new movie that just came out. Right. So, as we always say, if you have not seen it, thank you for the download. Yes. Thank you for the view. If you're putting up, like, this is on Stitcher. Somebody asked, once again, where else we can get this show. It's yes. On Stitcher. Um. If there's somewhere else that you guys want it that will allow us to put it up and whatever else, just like iTunes where it doesn't cost us a penny, yeah, let me know. Because all it is is adding an RSS feed and then boom, you have it on your platform and it's easy peasy. That's awesome. Outside of SoundCloud. Right. Uh, so just let me know. Find us on Facebook or Twitter or email us. Uh, Facebook, it's forward slash to- the top 10. Right. Uh, on Twitter, it's at top 10 show all spelled out. Or email top 10 podcast at Gmail. Right. You can hit us up. Either of those three ways, we yes. will get back to you in some capacity pretty quickly. We're yes. good about it. Absolutely. Uh, we interact. We talk to people. We're, <laughs> We're not assholes. get to know what you think. Right, yeah. We're not assholes. Uh, uh, Matt, okay. Spoiler discussion. Go ahead and start us off. Uh, you like it. I absolutely fucking loved this movie. And yeah. I'll start cussing already from the first few minutes. Like This movie was so, so great. And so much more that I uh, thought it was going to be, judging from the initial trailers, because I wasn't that excited from the initial trailers. I thought it was kind of rehashing 90s jokes, rehashing 90s references, and to me, I was like, oh, this is going to make it dated. Uh, but the last trailer got me excited, and so I gave it a ch- And then hearing people who went to see the oh, The word of mouth was great. Was ama- it was off the charts, what yeah. people were saying. And so I went saw it at the Arclight, and I could not believe the amount of joy that I got out of that film from beginning to end with no downtime, no issues, no problems with the film. I mean, you could nitpick a couple things, but at no point was I consciously aware of being bored in the film or like having to get through a plot point to get to someplace else. Yeah. Like it was so great. What, what did you think, Matt? Um, the opening. Yes. I love the, because they kept doing the, we're flashing forward to show you something and then flashing back. Yes. So to open with a flash forward is something we have to get to eventually. And it's this chaotic scene that's all set up. Yeah. But there's even humor within that. Like he's giving a dude, a, you know, well, he's got him by his waistband. Yeah, he's giving a wedge. And you just, you just see that. You just see this still image as you're going through it. And all these other guys are kind of destroyed. And Deadpool's the only one that's managed to get through it. Right. And... I couldn't believe how gory it was right out the gate. Oh, yeah, dude. With, okay, so Wedgie Guy gets decapitated by the chain from his own motorcycle. Yep. And then, uh, which which dude got thrown out of the car and hit the sign? Yeah. And then splattered up to the sign, which as soon as that happened, that happened here in L.A. three weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. And I drove past, like, eight yeah. hours later. I was like, oh, shit, which, which sign? Because it hit Colorado on the 5 North. Right. 
uh, and there's two Colorado signs, and I couldn't tell at night which, which one? one was wow, yeah. of the two. And I was like, still, though, either one, they're both the same height. They're just right. like a quarter-mile difference down the road from each other. Yeah, yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. oh, my fucking God. And you see that, and you're like, this is the over-the-top version of that because it splatters and sticks up there for a while, and then yeah. falls down comedically much later on. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, but out the gate, I was like, Jesus. <laughs> this is, you know, very in your face. What I found really interesting is there were a ton of jokes of you need to know Deadpool. Yes. That still succeeded, but I saw it in, this, like, I think a sold-out theater um, where you could tell those were inside jokes because yeah. you got all these not condescending knowing laughs, like I, knowing laugh of uh, I'm so happy they put this in. Yes. There was a million of those where people, like, something would catch me and be like, oh, that's, you know, that's cute or yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And... People just dying, but not in a way that made me hate them. Be like, it made me go, "Oh, that must be from the comic," right? And they're doing like a really good job of it. Obviously, right. it made yeah. me appreciate it, even though I didn't, I didn't spend any time with the comic other than what I've seen online. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of those jokes, one of those jokes that I really love was when he's being dragged by Colossus. By the way, what a fantastic portrayal of Colossus! Oh yeah, way better. Finally, than the cameo in X two. Yeah, in any version that Colossus has appeared in any of the X Men films, it's been nothing but a letdown, and this is the best version of Colossus, and it is true to the comic. Colossus is this big guy who's got a soft heart and who doesn't like to destroy things, but he knows he has to, and he's always trying to teach. Somebody a lesson, whether it's little sister or the the. That's why they always put him in charge of the younger uh, yeah. superheroes because he just has a propensity to want to take care of them and teach them and nurture them. Uh, he's basically the Hagarith of that world, and so to see him come and then put him with Negasonic Teenage Warhead, which I thought was an awesome choice. Such a random hero to put in there. Never heard of her. Yeah, exactly. Not a lot of people had, and such a, it wasn't Jubilee or Gambit or these other younger ones that had come along, but. I love the cop to that of like the studio couldn't afford, yeah, yeah. which is probably true. This thing had a low budget for a superhero film. Um, I mean, it's Fox, yeah. so they own X-Men, so yep. they could include any stable of characters. Absolutely. But it's wise because now you're just stealing the shine from Deadpool. Yep. And that's who you want to focus on anyway, even though as a fan, I was so excited to see Colossus. Yep. So excited because right? he had just been... I just couldn't believe that he's never been utilized. Yeah. He's one of the best X-Men, one of the coolest. A guy that just goes from regular to I'm covered in steel yep. and indestructible. Yep. That is awesome. Right. It's such a primal. I can't explain why that's awesome. That's just fun. It's like Cyclops. Yep. I don't know. He shoots lasers out of his eyeballs. <laughs> How do you not fucking love a guy that shoots? And I have no reason or rationale other than that. Yeah. It's a childish like reaction to it. Yeah. Uh but Deadpool, I mean, the scene where he is—he's pissed off at Colossus because he's let the guy go. We have—we yeah. don't know why he hates that guy so much, right. but yet. clearly he's killing everybody else, and he wants to torture him. He yeah. wants him alive, and he gets away, and he breaks all his limbs. I—I I mean, I was dying. I was hoping that I wouldn't laugh so much that I'm missing even more reasons to laugh. <laughs> he, yeah. I mean, he, the the dick shot, and he's like, "I feel bad for your mother." <laughs> and then he jumps up and jump kicks him and yeah. breaks his right fucking leg in half. <laughs> and he stands up. He's out on one leg. You ever heard the story about the one legged man? And just he's got to keep going. Uh, it was very reminiscent of, oh. the, of the Dark Knight in Monty Python, the <laughs> yeah. Black Knight in Monty yeah. Python, which is so great. 
Um, yeah, yeah, all of that that was built in. And that scene also, like when he finally gets handcuffed to Colossus, which is what I was trying to get to, is like he makes the joke. I'm going to take you to see Professor X. And he goes, which one? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah Patrick, Stewart? Or, yeah, he breaks or, the fourth wall yeah, a lot. Where he makes, wall, he makes fun of his own acting. Yeah. <laughs> um, just being another pretty face. Yeah. He's not that good an actor. <laughs> Yeah, Stuart or McAvoy's way. And also yeah. the, the reference to, right, the, about the number of X-Men in the house because they could only, the studio could only afford two. But then the, the shot of the figurine, the figurine that they, that, they're, that they show him is the figurine from X-Men Origins Wolverine. It's what he was in X-Men Origins Wolverine. Oh, so okay. that moment was like brilliant as well. So what you're talking about, these inside jokes, are, they are. They're peppered throughout the movie. And oh, yeah. You, they... you have the knowledge. You can enjoy it, but they don't take you out of the movie if you don't. No, in no way do you're like, man, that joke sucked. Why yeah. are people laughing? You're like, oh, okay, I just don't get it. That's right. fine. Because they're, they're really good about just keeping it going. Yeah. You know what I told my wife afterwards was this is, I believe, without a doubt, the best love story I've ever seen in a superhero film. Isn't it amazing? Amazing. The How, chemistry yep. between not only the two actors, but the two characters yep. and the way that they were, it very much seemed like they were two puzzle pieces that did fit together. Yeah. As they're saying in the film, I was like, I'm blown away by it. That's the best I think I've ever seen. Because right. usually it's kind of a throw in of like, of course, Thor needs a romantic right. interest. So right. we'll give him Natalie Portman and they're good together. So right. they work. Yeah. But it doesn't kill the story. But you don't feel that love. And that's what's so amazing about the movie, brother, is like these two people are so fucked up individually, fucked up individually from whatever it is that they were going through in their childhoods and growing up or whatever. But they fit. Like you're saying, the puzzle pieces fit together. Their their lunacy matches each other's lunacy. Oh, yeah. And that montage of them making love through their through the year of them being together and discovering the affection for each other through the holidays, every holiday is brilliant. And when she's taking him from behind on Woman Appreciation Day, I was like, this is the movie. This is the movie right here. This is as far as they're going to go. So you either are in or out, like after that moment. I forgot about that until right when you said it. (laughs) It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a little uncomfortable to watch. (laughs) Of course it's uncomfortable. Uh, but that's the point. They, 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 but you're right, Matt. It's a very genuine love story. They, and, and there are so. This was so great about the film. They have these moments of genuine emotion. When he's being told about the cancer in the doctor's office, that's some real acting going on between him. Yeah, and when he's looking at her, just yeah, that, that true moment of yeah, I don't care. Nothing else really matters. Yeah. Or how about the torture when oh, he was yeah. like, "I'm going to put you back in there. You don't need it, just because I can." Yeah. What's my name? And you're like. Oh my God, I've I. It's because before that, when he was like, "I ruined this facility," yeah, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" That's when I thought the movie was starting to lose me. I was like, "Hold on, this fucking you know th- street thug yeah. from who the fuck bumfuck England somewhere? Yeah. You know, I don't even believe that you're from London. You seem so you know low uh, two rent, yeah, or two bit rather." Uh but just to see the reason he's in that position is just because he is yeah. a shit heel. Yep. And the interaction between the two of them when he's finally had enough. Yeah. And he just, you know what, man? You thought you knew hell before. Right. I'm about to give it to you. Oh, my God. Right. Just on the on the cusp of oxygen deprivation Yeah. for a weekend. Enjoy your weekend. Weekend. Weekend of not being able to breathe. <gasps> Insane. The, for, fuck you. <laughs> That's brutal because all you're doing is counting the seconds. That's yep. you can't sleep, you can't you're wide awake, no, almost exactly. dying until maybe you eventually just pass out because you can't keep it up. You're right. you know, can't stay awake forever. Right. But but that that but he serves as a great villain for Deadpool throughout because of his way to come back at him. 
but still be affected by him. I mean, the fact that he checked his teeth when he told him he had something in his teeth mm-hmm. like twice and he fucked with him. Like there was there was enough weakness in that villain that made him human almost that you enjoyed the back and forth between them when it ha- when it happened oh, yeah. at the end. Like you could tell there were there were problem there were issues with both of them, so they're perfect foils for each other as as a villain and hero. And when they have the final battle, all of that comes out and it's so Great to see the I mean, build up to the movie for that moment. The, the best encapsulation of that is Colossus trying to tell him that, you know, people think that being a hero, yeah. you wake up a hero, you do this, your hero, you do this, your hero is not like this. And it's like, you know, it's it's great. It's like four or five moments every yeah. day. Just yeah. like when you have to make the choice and you're like, yeah, that's very true. And then blam, <laughs> just shoots him in the head. And it was, you know, I knew it was coming at the same time. I was happy because yeah. it's like, well, everything you set up for the character is like, what you're saying is great. Yeah. This guy fucking dies. I don't, you know, yeah. maybe for another ran- random citizen, but this guy fucking dies. You're right. Uh, yeah, it, it was great. And the way he said that was great. You were just droning on and on. <laughs> yeah, just. <laughs> it was kind of like what I, I, uh, I, I don't want to spoiler another movie within this one. I was going to oh. bring up something from Force Awakens. Oh, yeah. Um, I think you can spoil it now. It's $2 billion. If you haven't seen Star Wars by now, really, it's not All right, well, earmuffs for two seconds. Sure. Is this the sass back that... Uh, um, Oh, now I'm thinking it's against Kylo Ren from oh Daisy Ridley Ray no 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 from Isaac's uh, oh Poe Poe thank yeah. you Poe Dameron the oh first yeah time do you talk like, do, do you, you talk or it, I talk and I thought they should have built to that just a little bit more because yeah. it seemed like he jumped straight to that right whereas within Deadwood of you just assume he's going to talk it's like Bing 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 yeah, Bing yeah, Bing yeah. Bing Bing like every moment is the opportunity yeah and it's believable because it's not like these arcane references he's not Dennis Millering the guy right he's just like oh, just. I wouldn't say it's obvious, but his mind seems very spry. Yep. It's just constantly like, I don't care about your situation. I want to have fun. I want right. to do this. I want to do this. It just, it's concentrated on the self as opposed to the world around. That's why Ryan is so good in this part. And it's so fascinating because Ryan has been knocking on the door for years to be considered, you know, a legitimate star, yeah. a legitimate actor, legitimate star, what have you. He's done all these other movies. Like, you you know, he, he's a crazy obsession of yours. And we've, we've covered that already <laughs> on this podcast numerous times. That has gotten traction now, by <laughs> the know, way. Yeah. The fact that I've seen two movies of his, somebody brought it up and was like, maybe Matt will watch Creed <laughs> if we tell Ryan Reynolds is in it. When I read that, I was like, that's a good joke. That's a good joke. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I enjoy Ryan when he's in the right movie. Like Just Friends is one of my closet favorite. We've talked about it on with yeah. Guilty Movie Pleasure Guys. That's one of my favorite Ryan Reynolds movies. I, and Van Wilder, obviously. So I've been waiting for him to find the right vehicle. I was disappointed how terrible Green Lantern was. I've seen him in other films that I'm like, you know, two weeks. What was that one with uh, Sandra Bullock? The Proposal. I thought he was good in that. Yeah, but they did two, didn't they? Did they do a second one? There was the one where she was his boss. Is that the proposal? Yes, the proposal. Okay. I think they did another one after I didn't that know like, there because their second. chemistry was so good. They were rumored to have been seeing each other. Yeah. So, but like that whole thing, and then you, but then you find the perfect vehicle for him, and this is it. He, his rapid fire joke delivery, his style of delivering jokes, all of it works effectively for Deadpool. And I think that's why the movie is so good because they found the right actor to, to bring this character to life believably and with heart. But still have that anger and violence streak within him. And yeah. I think that's Ryan does a great job of walking the line between that. And I think he had to grow to that as an actor, which is why it's a perfect, sometimes it's just perfect timing. And like I said, he's been knocking on the door. So it, I think now he finally gets the door open because this movie is making a shit ton of money. Oh, yeah. On a nothing budget. Nothing budget. Compared to other superhero movies. And they shot it in a year, Matt. One year. That's all they took to shoot the movie. That's amazing wow. to me. 
because the CGI on it is fantastic. Yep. It's it's a great mix of what seemed like real world sets. Yeah. And every once and again, you know, he does this impossible and be like, all right, well, that's an artificial character. But yeah, it's a seamless transition between the two. Yeah. It was interesting to see Gina Carano in the movie because here's the deal. I've, I, I think Gina Carano's attractive. I've always had a thing for her since like American Gladiator. It's impossible not to. But but yeah, right. Exactly. But she cannot act. And that's the shame of it. Like they dub her her dialogue throughout. If you go back and watch the movie, watch. She's never on camera saying a line except for one time. Uh, she's always out of focus when she's saying a line, or she's off camera. Really, I hadn't noticed. Yeah, I'm telling you, when you go back and see it, you'll see she's like either, either she's <laughs> off camera saying the line, or she's uh, like out of focus saying the line, and it doesn't sound like her voice, except for one part near the end where she has one line, and then that's it. So see, I would say it sounds like her voice. I'm surprised you say that. Yeah, like they've chosen a different actress because yeah. if they have, then they chose someone who's been doing like I watched v, uh, v again the first couple of episodes. Oh, yeah. she was going to be on. It. I was like, I love that show as a kid. And then when I go back and watch clips and be like, oh my god, this thing's fucking brutal. But we're talking about V from when I was a kid. Oh, oh. But the first couple of episodes of that, I was like, man, she's doing fine. Like I don't know, uh-huh. she's she has to play one of the reptile people. Well, I think you're thinking of Gina Carano. No, Gina Carano is the one who played the villain, the puncher. Oh. Her, not Mar- not Miranda Baccarin. Yeah, Miranda Baccarin like, is great. Yeah, I was like, wow, really? No, no, you no, think no, no. she was all soft focus and no, no, no. That's Gina Carano, the one who played. Star- oh, she the one, the Angel UFC Dust. fighter. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's she had that uh, uh, um, action film that came out in like February. Yeah. Oh, oh. Four years ago, three years ago. Yeah, yeah. Soderbergh one, Haywire. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was great in it. She was so, she, no dialogue. She, she was dubbed in that. Oh, was as she? Well, yeah. She's if you watch her movies, if she's not the star of the movie. Other than Haywire, she's dubbed. And, and sometimes when you watch her in other movies, she's dubbed. And there's a reason for that. For whatever reason, she's dubbed. And it's either her, her dubbing her dialogue or someone else dubbing her dialogue. But in Haywire, she was dubbed. Yeah. It came out that she was dubbed. And then in this, you can tell she's dubbed. And that's why I think it's interesting that she keeps getting work. But it, they found the right character for her because she's in a franchise now to a degree because they know there's going to be more. Yeah, and she didn't <clears throat> die. She didn't die. But she's built to be. Like she was a little bit bigger than I've seen her before. In yeah, no, films. she was way beefier. That's yeah. why I didn't connect the dots because yeah. she she didn't look, you know, like a mini Hulk. Right. In Haywire. Yeah, exactly. But in uh, but Morena Baccarin, to come back to what you were you were getting confused about, she's fantastic. Oh yeah, my movie. wires got crossed on that. She, yeah, she's great. Never better in I was like, anything wow, she's on, ever what? done. In my head, I was like, she only has one on, but they have so many seats together. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna let him keep going because maybe I missed it somehow. It's like ah. No, but she 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 was never better in anything she's ever done, and uh, no, uh, I mean, every like even even in Firefly, yeah, um, she's great, and there's a great chemistry between, you know, uh, uh, her and and the captain, yeah, Nathan Fillion, yeah. Um, but this one, I don't know, maybe yeah. just like a little bit of of age and wisdom, and yep. helped her grow into that part where you had the sexuality, but there's also like a a very soft side, yeah, to this hard edged you know being. Yeah. I've always thought she was good and serviceable in everything she's done. I mean, she's in Gotham now. Mm, don't watch you know, it. Homeland. She was in Homeland for the f- Homeland. I saw watching that the first episode. Okay. It didn't make sense from the oh, yeah. moment one. Yeah. And I was okay. like, I can't believe people love this show. And then the fact that it fucking went off the rails eventually. I know some people that yeah. were amazed that happened. I mean, like, it didn't make sense from the first episode. Right, right. I quit. The guy's got a slight hand twitch, and somehow one agent figures out that he is... Now fucking, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Twiddling his fucking fingers, and he's talking to Al-Qaeda, but she's running an illegal operation entirely, and the F- her do- 
her head shows up and sees this completely illegal operation and goes, yeah. Yeah, I'll give you a pass. Yeah. I'll let you go on this one. Sure. Why on not? this stupid, crazy hunch that you have. Yeah. yeah go for it. Break yeah. 17 felonies. Yeah. But, but like we were saying, like to me, it just feels like this movie, she was able to really relax into the character and let her be her loose, fun, playful, interesting, commanding of the screen, of the screen when she has those, the back and forth with, with uh, Ryan Reynolds it was just so surprising to see. And it, I, I'm always a fan. When I see beautiful actors or beautiful actresses, I'm always like, if they start to come off and being stale or just do serviceable work, they're phoning it in. So when you find something where they really look like they're having a blast, yeah. then you see the ca- the, the uh, capability or the capacity they have to be a really good actor, to really let go and have fun in, in a movie, and which is what Morena did in this movie. I thought she was... I was beautiful in the movie. And I, oh, yeah. I've uh, never well, felt I've that. always thought she was beautiful. Yeah? Okay. Like, yeah. since I can't remember the first thing that I saw her, maybe it was Firefly, yeah. maybe it was something else. Yeah. Because then she was one of those actresses when she would show up in, like, oh, she's doing one episode of Law and Order right. or something. Right. be like, oh, it's the chick from Firefly. Just yeah. kind of stuck out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, she's an attractive woman. She's yeah. a beautiful woman. I mean, it's nice what they do with her character. Like, she gets legitimately pissed that he left her on hold for two years. And then, like, she fights back against this guy stabbing him with the fucking samurais or the sword or whatever she that uh, yeah, the katana has. blade, the katana blade. Yeah, she she stabs him, and so it's like you know, there's enough space for everything to exist. Like, uh, yeah, and it, was, yeah, like we said earlier, it's totally believable. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's the most honest love story in a superhero film. Yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah, and you know, you don't see like those kind of stakes in other films, but it's a, like it, it's a. It's a good rom-com. If you manage to yeah. figure out a way to do that love in a rom-com, yeah. they would be great. Yeah. I don't know if you could do a Deadpool rom-com. <laughs> well, it essentially is a rom-com. It kind of. If you can handle the violence and the, the gore. Uh, I mean, he opens with, you know, this is a story about love. Yeah. And ultimately, he is true. He was right. It's a story about love. Yeah. But in, in the comics, she's her character becomes a mutant. She's copycat. Okay. And so I don't know if they're going to explore yeah, that in a second movie. That's what I didn't know. I was like, oh, yeah. is she a real character in the comic book? Right, yeah. Um. Yeah. Because if not, they just, you know, yeah. made a great one. Yeah. Uh, and, and he does live with that black woman in the comic book. Uh, and I, I don't know if he... Yeah, and I think he has that uh, that uh, smart-ass friend of his, TJ, who TJ Miller played. Yeah. Who I actually enjoyed in this movie. Sometimes I I get a little TJ Millard out and like, Silicon Valley. I just get like, ugh. But in here, he fit perfectly. I, I think Ryan was a perfect... Uh, partner for just about everybody in the film he had he had interaction yeah. with he had a great way of giving and taking that made you enjoy whatever scene he was in he's fantastic in the film you know, everyone else shines shines really well because of the, the work he does I see and I, w- I wonder if it's true that he is genuinely a Deadpool fan because he's been saying it so much he's yeah been fighting to get this on for 10 years yeah but you know perhaps he is I have yeah. no idea right but you know, it comes across as whoever wrote and directed this yeah genuinely are yeah. because they they did such great care with the character I know very little about yeah. and I can fully understand why he was beloved in comic books mm-hmm. because the movie version which is never as good was fantastic yeah. and you're like it's got to be even better I've seen like where people will take a couple pages and put it online like post it up of like interactions between him and Spider-Man I saw one yeah. where it was him Spider-Man and Daredevil and just like oh it's a fun character like I get it I get it and they took you know definitive advantage of that. I loved what did the uh, baby hand creepy out? Oh my god! <laughs> Just on so many levels, stroking her chin on like, so many levels. 
Because all I could think about was uh, the Kristen Wiig yep. character she plays on SNL when she has those little baby, baby hands. hands and then it was put unsettling. it in people's mouths. Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, the masturbation scene. It asked a lot of us as an audience to it like, did. go down this road with him. And it is a hard R. I would say anybody under 17 should not go see this movie. Just because I'm old school and I believe in those, uh, I, I would I, I would have seen this at like 15 really? or 14. Oh, yeah, man, all the violence and stuff. Yeah, and the sex. Yeah, all right. As long as I could get in, not a problem. Hello, not a problem. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. My parents didn't care because it was like it's not it's not real, and mm-hmm. we know that you're smart enough to differentiate between the fucking movie that's going on in front of you and right. real life because you've never seen any of these these things happen. Right, and the fact that this all happens in two hours. Please, please, you know, realize. Just keep that in mind. Otherwise, <laughs> we've got a serious problem on our fucking hands. <laughs> Although, I mean, you know, as a kid, you do walk out doing all the, ah, I can fly, and I can, right. it's great, and all that. But at that age, by that time, just like the glorification of violence, like I understand yeah. what real bullets do. Right. I, you know, this is just make-believe. Yeah. So it's fine. Is there anything about the film that, like, um, you would say is a negative or took you out of it or distracted you at all? Um... No, but just because my expectations were only so high, even when the word of mouth and mm-hmm. reviews were so good, I have no real attachment to the character. So okay. at that point, it's just like, uh, okay, well, hopefully it's good. Right. And the fact that it was well beyond that, like I didn't uh, see the nitpick it. When my brain started to, like I said before, with the villain, you know, when he was like, I run this. And I'm yeah. like, the fuck you do? Like right. you answer to somebody. There's no, there's no way you fucking run this. Right. But ultimately, like it doesn't really even matter that he said that and... Any reservations that I had, kind of, eh, I, I didn't carry with him or yeah. with me till the end. That IKEA stuff cracked me up. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> and it just immediately fell apart. The IKEA jokes were just too much. I was loving it to pieces. Did you have a problem with anything? Uh I think I had a problem with one thing, and that was after the credits when you have the end credit sequence. Did you oh, stay the Ferris the Bueller? Yeah, it bo- no, it bothered me that Wolverine didn't come out of one of those doors. I thought Wolverine was going to come out. Oh wow! Because he had put the mask on. They had shown his face in the film, and he had referenced him about his balls down under. You know, yeah. I thought for sure we were going to get Wolverine coming out of one of those doors and doing something. So, but we didn't. So that was that's my only negative. My only negative is not about the film. Oh, it's a negative about not having. Yeah, but then even though they're both owned by Fox, I'm yeah. sure different producers control those characters. Oh, probably. And there's some sort of something. Well, the fact that they announced Cable for the sequel is pretty amazing. I was shocked about that. Cable is, uh, you know, the um, he's basically a, a, a time traveling mutant. So it's, oh. it'll be interesting to see how how they're going to make that work. Yeah, I, you know? I stopped reading comics. Oh, yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, I read them religiously for yeah. most of my childhood, and then eventually one day, I don't know, my brother and I just kind of both stopped. Yeah, there was never like any announcement between us. It was just kind of like a because we had subscriptions, right? And You'd have those like, folders and stuff. The folders? At your, at your comic book shop, did you have those folders? No. Or would you have them delivered to your house by subscription? Is that what you mean? Yeah, delivered to my house wow, nice. by subscription. Well, the kid across the street, Yeah, that was one of the you know side jobs he had. Like I had a friend that lived down the street oh. that delivered the paper. So the kid that lived across the street from me, he had comic book subscri- uh, subscriptions. Right. So I had okay. some, and then all my friends on the block had like a subscription or two. Right. And he like that was his little base where he made money from. Okay. It, it worked for us. Yeah, like, yeah, no, you know, totally. Between me and my brother, we had like three or four subscriptions, and then right. we'd still go to the comic book shop and get randoms here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's a cheap way for my parents to keep us happy. 
Yeah. It costs really nothing per month. Can't do it now, man. Those comics are too much now. I have no idea what's two seventy five an issue or three dollars an issue sometimes. Oh, that's not bad. When I, we were we were growing up, it was like seventy five cents. It was like uh, I think it was a yeah, buck and a quarter. Yeah. Something like that. But now it's like fifty bucks to buy something for the week. And I was like, Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. I read them all. Three bucks a pop? Yeah. I mean, because if you read a lot of lines, a lot of stories, a lot of because I had like at one point, I had Spectacular Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man, uh, Tales of Spider-Man. Like, I would collect everything. Everyone? Oh, yeah. And then Batman, I'd have Detective Comics, Batman, uh, Batman Brave and Bold, Batman, this and that. Like, I would have all the versions and the Superman, Action Comics, Superman, uh, you know, the other Superman stuff. And then X-Men, yeah. West Coast, I, well, I, then Justice League. I think it's also you know? a, a byproduct of when I read comics, there yeah. was Batman. Oh, right. And so there was, was X-Men. Yeah, you was like... Every once and again, X-Men would cross over with somebody else, right. and there'd be something else, but it'd be a limited run, and right. go right back to, and we're back to X-Men. Oh, so you would do the main titles. Yeah, I did. Right. We did X-Men. We did Iron Man for a little while. We did Batman, uh, G.I. Joe, mm-hmm. and Star Wars, yeah. which was god-awful. But yeah, those were... Fucking um, just... Yeah. It was the one that I loathed every month. I would read it, but it was never fun. Right. Never fun. I couldn't believe it. Whereas, like, G.I. Joe was amazing. Oh, yeah. G.I. Joe was great in the comics, man. I wish my brother and I hadn't. We reread our favorite one over and over and over so much it destroyed it. Yeah. And now it's worth. It's it's one of, like, the classics, the absolute classics. We still have it. It's tattered. Yeah. But it's just Stormtrooper. I mean, uh, Storm Shadow versus uh, a Snake Eyes. Oh, okay. And. There's yeah. little to no dialogue. They're fighting throughout all of New York City, yeah. and it's just martial arts the entire direction. Loved it. And then you get Star Wars, and you're like, ugh. <laughs> what new stupid character? Which Ewok is leading the parade this week? It's right, just like, right. oh, fuck this. That's what, makes, that's what makes the new Star Wars comic books so much better is if you can compare them with what you had before. These new ones are great. Great storylines, oh, yeah. intricate stuff. Because really they know who they're characters. appealing to, which is exactly. not kids anymore. They exactly. don't buy comic books. It's adults. Yeah, it was expensive, like I was saying. Uh, what else do you want to say about the film, Matt? Anything else? Nothing. I mean, obviously, if you've listened to this, then you've seen it, and yeah. which means more than like you're likely you're also a fan of it. Yeah. Um, I'm just surprised a guy that didn't know anything about the character, because every other comic book character movie that's come out, I have a working knowledge of. Yeah. Um, I was surprised by how much I enjoyed it. Enjoyed it way more than a bunch mm-hmm. of other character ones that I've yeah. seen. I agree with you completely. Yeah, I mean, it's up there now as a superhero movie. Of, yeah. This this was really good. I would put it in my top five. I would probably put it in my top five. I'd have to break it down, but I don't see why it wouldn't make my top five pretty yeah. easily. Right? It was surprisingly... It's just surprising all around. Yeah. I, but I don't think we have this movie without Guardians of Galaxy. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy opened the door to these irreverent type films. Yeah, the humor. Super I mean, that's what, yeah. from moment one, they're like, you know, the producers, instead of giving them a name, yeah. they made fun of them, made fun of them, yeah. and then like, the writers, the only true heroes. <laughs> yeah, right, all that and stuff. And then, yeah, it goes back and makes fun of everybody else, but it just opens from that, and it's yeah. like, you know, we're going to put a pin in that balloon and deflate it a nice bit, because yeah. this isn't a super serious you know, Deadpool, Deadpool doesn't want to be a superhero. Exactly. He just, now he's just immortal. Yeah. Which is great because they could do whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. That's what I would say. I think we both recommend it highly. Yeah. Um, definitely. If you want to see it multiple times, I don't think that's a negative either. I think there's a lot to get out of that movie. It isn't just a one type movie necessarily. I think there's more to enjoy and you can go back and full, go back and enjoy the jokes over and over again because they're really well done, really well constructed. And the timing of them are 
are, are just perfect, you know, to make the character to I wonder flesh what out the character. turnaround on the next one is going to be. You think it'll be like think, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully it's like 2018. But yeah, that hopefully it's pretty quick. And hopefully the studio doesn't get too involved. So it's like it, you know, it's elaborate and it's going to be like extra. I think that's what great, what's great about the movie. It's a very simple story told straightforwardly without all the extra stuff, and it works because story. Like a lot of people say, story is what matters. Story was is what yeah, but sells. it also seems like they cherry picked a ton of jokes from the comics. Yeah, just pepper in. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how many of those jokes are left. I have no idea. Oh yeah, well Deadpool's been. He's been written about for a long time. It's so many collections for Deadpool. Yeah, I mean, since how long has been running? My guess was I think ten years. Since the nineties, Deadpool's been around. Like really, original character. Yeah, in this sarcastic. Oh yeah, version. Oh yeah, was he always like that from moment one? Yeah, that's what made him. That's why they never brought him into the fold, and it was the way for artists. I mean, because brother, these people that have been writing these comic books are the smart ass motherfuckers, you know. And so, oh yeah, yeah, no, I get it. And you get sick of writing about like, okay, how are we going to try and destroy the world? Yes, exactly. And this run, and then okay, who's going to fight it? And like the same stupid like, it's got it's got to wear on you after yeah. a while. So his first appearance is the New Mutants number ninety eight, which is in February of nineteen ninety one. Wow, that's okay. how long he's been. Well, yeah, but when did he become? When did he get his own series? His well, own Rod line? Leefield cr- created him, which is the guy, one of the guys who worked on X Men for a long time. Yeah, yeah, but I'm yeah. saying, like, when did he finally get his own line? Because that's kind of when he's. Oh, let me see here. He's been around, and like, uh, you know, people are talking about him for yeah. a while before that. Because '91 of I'm still reading at that point. Yeah, slowly getting out. Yeah, New Mutants. Oh, yeah. Um... Yeah, no, I mean, it doesn't look like his, yeah, yeah. Is there a Deadpool 1? I don't see here. Oh, okay, 1997, he was, giving his on, he was given his ongoing okay. title. So by like 95, he was something, 94-ish. Yep, yep. he built uh, yeah. through, the, through the different uh, other comics he was yeah. in as a character. So yeah. Yeah, there's a lot to explore with him. There's obviously a lot of collections it's that like are out there. like what studios do or in the 50s in Hollywood. Yeah. You start a young guy over here, he does well, you move him to this, okay, he can do this, all right, yeah. oh, we figured out what he is, now we can put him in stuff. Right, like Hail Caesar. Yeah. Who did a twer? Who did a twer? So good. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, thanks everybody for listening to us. Please follow us at Top 10 Show, follow, follow Matt at Matt Nost, follow me at The Roca Says. Uh, thank you for voting in uh, Thunderdome. Definitely. Thunderdome! If, you, if you're listening to this early, voting is until 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. It is Days of Thunder versus Talladega Nights. Get your votes in. If you vote after, uh, it will not be counted. Just know there that. There you go. Foot is down. That's right. Foot is down. By the way, I like the two, two of the best names in film ever are going up against each other. Days of Thunder and... Cole Trickle. And oh, yeah. Ricky Bobby. Those are the best names of any racing film ever made. <laughs> and once again, we both are pulling for one. Not going to say which. No, but you'll know if, if it wins. Yeah, you we'll will talk know. about it. Not uh, to hate on the other one. Still love the no, other one. Of course. Just we both we're both kind of like, you know what? That one would be fun. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to us, guys. Uh, that's it this week. And uh, I got nothing else to add, so I'm talking mean. Yeah. Well, just Blech. next week, we got, we, hopefully we'll have a really huge guest for our main show next week, uh, which will be our Oscar show. Yeah, fresh on the heels of Hal Rudnick coming on. Yeah, la- yesterday Fantastic was Fantastic show. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.